It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's new Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weak and deep covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 258 of The Sithless. We are back from a mini hiatus. And I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the man who is not on video, but he is laying down on the sofa with his legs in the air in a fit of joy, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo. The man. <laughs> Do you hear my mother-in-law right now? Go, get out. <laughs> I think she's talking about you, Boo. Watching the live feed. Boo, get out. This is filmed in front of a live studio (laughs) audience. Mr. Les, gone to last. What's up, Les? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just uh, really excited now. I know why I'm catching the vibe for real. It's just been a great uh, week as far as our geekdom goes. It really has. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the commercial Nut and Honey? Yep. Those were the best commercials. Nut and Honey. Boo, you remember that? No, no, but that sounds. Who's like what cereal? Yeah, <laughs> what cereal? What's Boo, you remember Fedco? What's a commercial? <laughs> Fedco. Fedco. There's still a Fedco around here. No. Wait, isn't that a Fedco? Hey. Where you go get all the stuffs in bulk. Winco. Oh, Winco. Yeah. Winco. Winco is amazing. Well, there is a pick and save that just opened a grand opening. Oh, pick and save. save. Nice. That's like, like around the corner from me. Pick and save is not like at Costco. No, pick and save is. Oh. Do you know what? Do you guys have big lots over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be pick They're and not saves. Savages, Uh-oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, not savages. Well, they put chili on spaghetti here, so some are. Oh, hey, that, wow. Although I've, I've had a lot this recently. Man. I'll eat that. Uh, yeah. spaghetti chili, chili, cheese, spaghetti. It's, it's a different might type of work. chili. It might work. This week's podcast is brought to you by Gordon Ramsay's Chili Spaghetti. <laughs> that voice you heard is Mr. King Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? You know, I was here last week. I talked to myself for two hours. It was great. <laughs> <Just by yourself. laughs> oh man and i said carlos borgway oh yeah. yeah sorry i don't see you on this video booth so it's throwing me off but you are right in front i'm of right me. in front of yeah you you have the biggest box yeah that's right that's not the first time you've heard that and we brought Where's back less with his t-shirt oh i know exactly randy what's oh, up buddy how are you hey how's it going guys 
We are doing fantastic. Thank you for coming back once again. Thank it's you for having me. You. We don't have Mr. Eric Struthers because he has a gig tonight. And he texted me while I was on here on the way here and to my house. And he said, um, this gig is shit. We sounded like crap. Uh, we, it's, the sound is so bad out here that we were screwing up all the songs. And they still had to go back for another hour left on the uh on the set so hopefully things picked up a little bit better for eric we miss you my man he's coming back next week um but uh he sends his hellos to everyone and he says he misses us which is a lie probably no but i'm glad everybody here is here obviously and i'm glad we have a busy yeah here's here yeah i saw king tom it was very meta of me uh but I haven't done this in a, in a week or so, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Les sounds like he took some pre-workout before this episode, so he's pumped up. Um, Randy's always looking very energetic. Uh, I dry scoop before I got here. Yes, dry scooping. We were talking about dry scooping uh, pre-workout, and Les, I guess, is a connoisseur of the scooping of dry powder. Uh, so we talked about that for a while. Uh, you know what the best part? I didn't realize you were such a fan, dude. Yeah. You know what the best part about all this, uh, these last few episodes, things about workouts or uh, Eric and people bringing up stuff about me working out. Uh, when people finally see me, they're going to see this big tubby belly of mine and just know that I'm kind of fit and kind of fat. That's all. Kind of fit, kind of fat. I like that. The kind of fit, kind of fat podcast. You should start one. There we go. Pizza yeah. every day. Let's do it. I just, I just got <laughs> down two slices. <laughs> oh, man. I have pizza and Tecate beer is what I'm, I'm eating tonight for uh, dinner. Oh, uh, yeah. But I am glad. You're right, Les. I am excited, too. There's all kinds of cool stuff that came out. We have a low-key season finale, which was off the hook. I guess they say that. The kids say that. We had the Vision Star Wars trailer that I haven't seen because I, I was in Hawaii, and I wanted to wait to see it with you guys. And also, there was a What If trailer that I haven't seen either. So we're going to do all of that. Also, a Witcher 2, Season 2 trailer for all the Witcher fans. We have a lot of them. So we're going to watch that as well. Uh, before we do that, though, let me give out the shenanigans. Check us out on the sitlist.net because we have paid. We're updated. And we're all good. So you can go on there finally and check us out on our YouTube site right there. You can go to our T Public site. You can go to our Pod It Forward page where we have some amazing podcasts. And um, yeah, that's uh, it's all back. So for all those millions of people that were missing our <laughs> synthlist.net, um, hey, you're welcome. Millions upon millions. Millions upon millions. You know what? You know what's so bad is we didn't even get one like message going. Hey, where is it? Your website doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> it was down yeah. for like two months. No, I've always said you guys have the politest audience. <laughs> that's right they're just like nice. they're working it out just they're like, working you know it what? out we'll just wait I know they're Let's, busy yeah. i don't want to bother them yeah exactly okay well i think we should just jump into some box office there is some stuff guys black widow 80 million dollars at the box office north american take fast saga 10.9 it's a pretty big drop off for number two the baby the boss baby family business Story about Eric, eight point seven million. The f uh, the Forever Purge, which some people saw and, and actually liked, six point seven million. So this is uh, definitely uh, turned out to be worth it, as its long delayed Marvel's tentpole Black Widow came storming out of the gate with a huge eighty million opening in North America box office, smashing previous pandemic era records set by Fast Nine, uh, the Fast Saga, or whatever, just three weeks ago. Here's the crazy thing. It also took in 60 million in the Disney Plus take. 
Ooh, and it made, I think, another 60 million King Tom worldwide. Did you hear anything about Something that? Something like that, yeah. It yeah, was, it, it was pretty up high up there. Absolutely killed it. Has everybody seen it here? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, great. Because we're going to talk about it. If you haven't seen it, should we? Well, let's not. Jump, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's fucking go. 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 I just got yelled at. By these let's guys. fucking go, dude. Less is that, that the dry, <laughs> dry the dry, dry humping? Scoop, is that yeah. says dry humping is what it's fucking called. Go, y'all. Damn, damn, dude. Damn. Oh look, he's. Oh. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, come on. For people man. that can't see what well, you can't. I just sacked the quarterback, basically, and yeah, celebrated my little toe down hands, yeah, man. Yeah, come got on now. Our penalty for, um, That's right, excessive combat. celebration, yeah. yeah. So I guess <laughs> we're going to go, and we're going to spoil it. Yeah. Les, what's your take? Mm-hmm. What? How did you like it? Because, Les, when you talk to me, we, we have a very, very, very different opinion on this film. Like, very stark contrast on this film i completely i understand what i'm gonna say is obviously this film is way too late to have come out it just came out way too late i completely understand whatever decision was made to go with spider-man right after civil war but this one obviously it shows a different perspective i mean we get a different take. If you if you contrast Spider Man Far From Home, I mean Homecoming and this movie, Spider Man is just chilling in New York. He's just doing his thing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I fought in that little thing over at the airport," and everybody's like, "Oh, that's cool," you know. And it, I mean, it was a great story. It was good for him trying to build his momentum and all that stuff. But this one goes right into the meat of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, you know, as she leaves at the end of it, putting on her sister's vest, she's not coming back. You know, this is this is the end of the road for her. And it's I think it's a great send off. I have a problem with one thing, but I'll let everybody else talk about that. And as they go through it, too. Raj, you're muted. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Go ahead. Please tell the audience what you had told me. Because that's where our stark difference. Well, our whole opinion is completely different. I didn't know you were you're you're that that was your take on it. But what was the thing that you said on the phone with me? Uh shit, was, no, I don't remember. What well, was about I'm Florence? Fucking... It was about Florence Pugh. I don't like her. Yeah, right. I okay, just, so let me I, give you my I, quick take on I, the movie. Yeah. Okay. The only the only reason that I thought it was a little bit off um was because we've been getting such crazy quality and content from Disney plus and the storylines have been so in depth character development has been so crazy. So it was a little hard to jump into a, what I think was a great action comic book film, but here's the thing. I absolutely loved her. If it wasn't for her and David Harbor, I wouldn't have liked the movie. I am so happy the baton is being passed to her because I think she is phenomenal. And I and I will go pay to see her in a Black Widow film if that's what it's going to be, which it probably won't be. She'll be like in a bunch of Avengers things and other people's movies. But but I think she's rad. And I think David Harbour was phenomenal. I think everybody was great. And it's uh, it's amazing how Marvel reinvents, and I put this on our show notes, reinvents the characters that have died and, and they still keep them relevant. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of contrast from star Wars where Darth Maul's dead. 
other people die. They come back and then you're like, okay, enough with the people dying. We get it. Like, like Eric always says this, like if you keep bringing back the dead, then death has no uh, point to it. There's no importance to it. Um, but Marvel does it in a way where you go back and you bring him back and you're still really all about them. Look what they've done with Loki. Look what they've obviously done with Black Widow. Um, they know what they're doing. So I absolutely loved it. Thought it was great. I would definitely recommend it. And I know it took forever to come out, but it was definitely worth the wait. It was really cool to see it. And I saw it on the Dolby laser. It was phenomenal, man. It was really, really cool. Don't, don't forget it. that they brought back the vision also. Oh, the vision also. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure they brought back somebody else that we're not missing. Right. King Tom, is there anybody else that they brought back from the dead? They brought group back from the dead. I can't. Yeah. I'm, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Okay. What'd you thinking, Tom? Uh, I'm with you as as far as Florence Pugh. I think I thought she was great. Um, as far as the the stakes of the movie, I thought it was nice not to have a movie where the fate of the world was in the balance. It was very personal. Yeah, there was a bigger picture thing that if the villain was able to carry out his thing, yeah, he could control the world or whatever. But the the scale of this movie was nice. And as far as a movie, it, it was very well done. I feel like it was Alias, um, the show Alias without the JJ mystery box. It was like the, the Bourne movies without right. the stupid close-ups during the action shots. And it was like one of the Ocean's Eleven movies without all the stupid celebrity cameos. It had a little bit of everything. And my one word to you was action. Yes, because, you know, after the after the second or third minute, once they got once the family loaded up in that car, it was just pure action. And it was at the same time, it was p- paced differently from a Marvel movie. We didn't we had a, a beginning credit scene with an awesome, awesome cover of Nevermind. And then the end, I, I did miss the, the graphical credits. Before you, mean, the- you mean of Teen Spirit, buddy? Oh yeah, Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit. Oh, I got to I'm correct kidding. King Tom. This is the second time ever in the history of this show that I've got to correct King Tom. Happens to be every single episode. Now, uh, ooh, thank you. Okay, go ahead. You're right. Uh, um, and then how they how they went straight into the regular credits instead mm-hmm. of having one of those artistically done, right? Cr- you know, credit scenes before the the mid credits. I I do hope we go back right, to that. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I, it wasn't. It wasn't the grandest Marvel movie, but it was an, a, a very well done movie. And I think, you know, Marvel should be happy with it. And, f- and fans definitely are. Yeah, it seems like uh, pretty receptive. Randy, what's your take on this thing? Um, I, I liked it. I did a double feature last night. I watched this and then I watched Loki directly after. Oh, OK. Ooh. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it's cool seeing uh, a film again and seeing that like production level. Because although like for TV, the uh, shows are done really well, the production level on these films is just like a whole different like level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I didn't think it was like an amazing movie. It was a fun movie, but like the plot's paper thin. Like, ah, we control all these people all over yeah, the world. Right. And what are you going to do? We control everyone. We can do right. anything. It's like, it, it was just kind of like a whatever thing. I love the uh, chase scene with the uh, tank yeah. through the alleyways. That, well, I was like, see, this is something you can't get in the television shows. Like something that's just like well like choreographed and just the just awesome scene. Um, I like that uh, Florence uh, Pugh. Florence I like Pugh. her a lot. I thought she was the... Uh, the uh, best uh, actor in there. I, w- without her, it would have been so hollow. 
She was no Red Sparrow, though. Eh, whatever. Just kidding. I'm kidding. She's okay. She's <laughs> for the record, for the record, everyone, it's not that I don't like Yelena Belova. I like that character. I like the portra- the portrayal. I just don't like the actress. That's all. Wow. I'm exactly the I like. I like the actress. I don't know anything about the character. I like yeah, I the way she presents. I'm used to seeing uh, Scarlett Johansson mm. perform that role, and it just kind of being wooden, and then seeing her do it it, I'm like, it it has like it has character to it, it but it's mm-hmm. subtle yeah it's yeah I, it's, I got, really it's like got like it. a panache to it you know what i mean yeah. yeah there's like a certain like like cowboy like fucking je ne sais quoi to it man oh there it is mm-hmm. I, I thought i said panache and i was like you pulled that je ne sais quoi i only did panache. you said panache you trump me oh <laughs> <laughs> but uh taskmaster yeah come yeah on. people seem to be having problems with taskmaster now, what, what, what's the problem? I don't know the character very well. So what is the big problem? Is it because he, the look didn't look right or they just changed the whole way the, the character was identity of it? OK, mm-hmm. okay. okay, yeah. OK, like gotcha. naturally, it, it's it's one dude who just is isn't is doing this of his own free will. Yeah, He can naturally mimic the moves fighting of styles yeah yeah you you can't beat him with the same move twice so if he pull it once he'll understand it he's a yeah he learns uh, it just like she so, did. so there's a character i think that's probably based there's an anime character that i would now that we're talking about it i think he's based off of taskmaster in uh, naruto named uh, kakashi and they call him the copy ninja and like as soon as you do something to him he'll get it right away and break it on you uh the thing about the taskmaster is is he's like literally in the top three of fighting in the whole marvel comic universe like he can handle anyone like if he's behind he's like the death stroke am i wrong guys like he's kind of like the death stroke of marvel yeah totally yeah and like the level of baddie or villain that he could be kind of just got but it's interesting you, interesting you guys say that. Is it because of who the villain ended up being? Because I thought that the Taskmaster was kicking ass. And yes. my, my whole thing was, how are they going to beat this person? Yes. Right. Okay. So that was That's happening. Fair. So, But do you guys, when it was revealed who it was, is that when that, you went? That shuts it all down. Okay. okay. That kind of so shuts it all good. down. You guys were good with it until you figured out who it was. I'm because here's here's what yeah. you got to remember if we're if we're going by and even just base comic knowledge like I don't I'm not going to tell you guys or bullshit everybody with like oh I've read every issue that he's been in or whatever <laughs> but you know who he is if you read enough comics you know who the taskmaster is you're instantly when you see him come on the screen or even in a trailer you're instantly thinking of other movies he's going to be in oh. is he going to fight bucky and sam you know what i mean and kick their mm-hmm. ass all up and down the next uh, captain america movie or is he going to show up in uh in in front of ant-man and them and be like oh yeah i'm here to help kang out in this timeline or whatever you know like that dude is is no one to play with it's almost like you get your you, you get your blood going when you see this and then yeah, it kind of and I and I'm not ripping on it like I'm not going to say it ruined anything. Mm-hmm. It's just 
are we gonna did are we done with this? Can we okay. revisit? Yeah. You guys are more upset. You're more upset at the conclusion of the character. No, I mean I think it's worth mentioning that you because the way they decided to solve this problem because I they were trying to solve a problem with how they uh, made the identity, but you lose out like on all the banter that he usually would have with oh, who he's fighting. Okay, like okay. that's a big part of it. All right. Okay. So I just, I didn't know anything about the the character and how the attitude was and the banter and shit talk. Okay. I totally get it. Totally get it. Boo, was, and, and not only and then you got to remember now that Ryan Reynolds has made his move. If we've all seen that uh, reaction commercial, as yeah, Deadpool, by, by the way, Les, we're done reacting to anything. Anymore. I know. I know. It's over. Okay. It's over. Yeah, but if you see that, you want to see Deadpool versus Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's you a just, type of that's just, the type of character just, he is. You just want to see that, and you just want to see them oh, doing okay. shit to each other, and Taskmaster just talking shit. And ah, so they completely just, changed things up. It's yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Tr- completely changed it up because this Taskmaster yeah. didn't say a goddamn thing at all. Yeah, and no. he's not a mercenary. No, he's, no. he's mm-hmm. basically he's a slave. <laughs> he's basically like an AI robot at that point. Right. That's why yeah. I thought they were going with it okay. first. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. I thought that too, and then I'm like, okay. They got to be hiding the real Taskmaster somewhere. They got to yeah. if they're even with the reveal, you go, all right, come on. They got to be hiding the real one somewhere. Okay. But yeah. it was still pretty cool to see Taskmaster. Yeah, I thought he was cool. Okay. You know, Definitely. and to yeah. see all of that. And and but like I said, you automatically True. start doing what we all do now, which is anything shows up, you speculate and you just start going yeah. off, or you just like let your whole, you know, s- Saturday afternoon reading comics in your bedroom. You let that whole part of you come out and you're just like oh man mm-hmm. this is great and then you know no. yeah i get it no. what was your take on the film yeah no i liked it it was it was nice to have marvel back in the theaters you know i, I think everybody agrees um is it great no but it was good it was good i enjoyed it it's you know like everybody said it's a it's a great action movie great comic book action movie exactly through and through the action was great i love the choreography Every every fight scene that there was, I was like, this is the shit because, you know, you expect Marvel movies, superheroes and and amazing people and people who could fly and, mm-hmm. and flying hammers and stuff like that. No, 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 no. This is all just sheer training mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a want to kill the other person. Mm-hmm. Awesome to see. It's like yeah, a, it's, really it, cool. it, it, it's like a, a John Wick. Well, it was kind of like Born Identity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a John Wick, but more believable, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah, uh, choreography was great. All the action's great. Uh, super funny. Yeah, I was David did not Harbour anticipate how funny this would be. Oh, um, there, there are moments where like I need to stop laughing because yeah. the movie's <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I was laughing for like a good like two minutes. Well, I was like, OK, I'm missing chunks of the movie. I need to. Well, it was Harbor's like yes. timing yeah. and his sarcasm and, oh. and his like he was sweet. Yes. Even though he was a prick. He was a prick. Yeah, but like, he, it, was, it was a sweetness to him. Yes. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> yeah, he was great. man. Yeah, that, that, that story with his dad pissing on his hands. <laughs> that was I was hilarious. laughing for two minutes. I was like, okay, shit's yeah. going on. I need to stop. <laughs> and, and Florence Pugh's reaction. Oh, she was great. She's great. He got urinate I'll, on my hands. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He, he went toilet on my hands. Oh, <laughs> 35 degrees Celsius. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And she's like, no, st- she's stop, like, stop, stop it. it. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Florence Pugh, great. I yeah. think she's amazing. I think everybody in it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really do. The cast was perfect. They really sold the idea that they're all awful. Yes. Every single one of them. Right. You feel for them, but you know they've done some awful. awful things. You're awful. Well, Every, well no, just Scarlett Johansson, like, like pretty much propping yourself up for taking out the daughter 
Mm. She, she, and she was a little bummed out about it, but she's like, I got to do, I had to I do what I had to do. She was collateral do. damage. And yeah, she didn't, yeah. she didn't switch off from that. No, no. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, that was cool. I like that. Yeah. The feel of it is that nobody's asking for forgiveness. Right. Nobody's, you know, Oh, woe is me. I'm awful. Right. We're all cowards. We're all monsters. Right. That was, that was a great touch. Cause you could see where they would be able to try to be like, well, no, I'm holier than thou. No, all monsters. So I, I, I love that. Is it, is it perfect or is it great? No, but well worth the ticket price. Oh, hell yeah. I was super entertained. Taskmaster was a little, a little, uh, what is it? Um, not what believe the word I'm missing here. Predictable, predictable, predictable. I was like, cause it, it, it made perfect sense. Right. It made perfect sense even beforehand. And then it doesn't help that you see Olga Kirilenko's name in the credits. Mm-hmm. You're like, where is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even see her. I saw her name. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, where's she going to be? Oh, and then okay. I didn't see her for a while. I was like, okay, I know who it is. Oh. Then. And, and then it just, just starts. Let's spittle. Yeah. Yeah. It just starts to fill in more pieces. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. I have. It's it's not perfect, uh, but I, I liked it a ton. It was super entertaining. And, and I'm a happy camper. I, I could see some people's issues with it, but I I loved it. And it's filled in some pieces which i always love getting more info right, about stuff right. the the ending scene where you see her with the vest like king thomas saying oh. and you see the uh the, the quinjet i was like that's it that's it she's she's gonna be gone and i know look i'm getting goosebumps it's like sucks. five years i was over. praying there's a cut the cut scene in the credits i was praying when she whistled that a whistle will come back. No. And they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. They did that yeah. fucking on purpose. Yeah. And, and like a uh, weaker in the tombstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what is that setup? King Tom, what is, what is the cut scene mean? Is, is it, I think it's a cool one. She's setting up. Is she, is she pretty much being the Sam Jackson of this next phase? She's setting up her own team. I think, yeah, w- w- with what we saw in the Falcon and winter soldier, I think she's, is it the dark Avengers less or one of the other groups like that? A lot of people were throwing out the Thunderbolts because Zemo. or the thun- yeah oh, oh yeah because Zemo is yeah. still locked Zemo. up and they yeah. can use him. Uh, for for those of you out there that are just watching this and don't really know the comics and and probably don't care because I understand now after watching this uh, movie, their bread and butter. Marvel knows now. <laughs> I movies. thought you were gonna say fuck off. No, movies <laughs> are the deal, and and you know what? Yeah. That's their flagship content now. So comics are great. They'll set that up for you to look at if you want, but they know their money's in the movies. Uh, this would be like a kind of like a suicide, the suicide squad. Mm, okay. If you go with the way that most of them are either going to be locked up and they were baddies or villains before in some way, shape or form. Uh, and then just the lineup that they have, I think it's the, looking like the Thunderbolts. The one thing yeah. it like Yelena I guess technically she's a, a little bit of a criminal, but she's not really a villain. That's right. right. And I want her no, to be and the and next U.S. Black agent. Right. U.S. agent also isn't. He's right. just an asshole. Villain. He's just a jerk. <laughs> but, you know, you have Baron oh, yeah. Zemo. <laughs> so you kind of you just kind of draw that, you know, there's yeah. some people locked up that they can utilize. So right. yeah, probably right. probably have Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh. As Red Hulk. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that fucking prick. Every time I see yeah. him, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, he's a douche. I hate that guy. Boo. <laughs> Boo. I thought he was going to pull. I thought they were going to surprise us and drop a Red Hulk on us in this Black Widow. I don't I, know why. Oh, I don't know why, but I was just like, we're about to get an hour of power, dude. I, every time he was starting to show up, I'm like, we're about to get an hour of power. Uh-oh. And I was yeah. like, that would have been amazing. I would have just lost my head. Oh, oh, man. He's going to have a special with the, the Black Widow connection. That would have been fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys think that if this came out after Ant-Man or something that you guys wouldn't say 
it wasn't perfect or like you wouldn't even say it wasn't the best movie. Is it because we've gotten su- such amazing content from Disney plus and the MCU through Loki? And you mean if it Falcon. came out, f- what, in 2015? Yeah, let's just say it came out after yeah. the Ant-Man, right? Ant-Man was fun. It was funny. It was a good time. And it, it was a perfect no. What I'm saying is because we've gotten so much great content from WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and now Loki, and the storylines have been so amazing, and the quality has been so great, is that why we're looking at this going, it wasn't that it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Would we be really stoked and pumped up for this thing if this came out after one of the movies, like something like Ant-Man? Uh, me personally, I don't. I I, I kind of put this in the same category as uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier for obvious okay. reasons, but I prefer the more esoteric stuff. Mm-hmm. Even like going as like middle of the road is like Infinity War stuff. Right. I like that kind of side of Marvel. So this stuff just, I, I kind of expect it to be like a popcorn flick and not necessarily thought provoking, but just, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly, I, I think exactly I would have had happened. that opinion regardless okay. of when it came. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it falls into the same line as when venom came out for me mm-hmm. that venom, if it had come out years before, or if the, the if, if the MCU didn't have such high quality or something like that, right. I think venom would be, would be more liked. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Absolutely. More like, cause you're but, constantly comparing it to the MCU. Constantly, yeah. So, so, but was this a good movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, was good. a great popcorn flick. Right. I loved it. I had a great time. It's not perfect, but it was good. Yeah. And, and it was and fun. I, it was fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I could see why they waited. I went with Lorena and she absolutely loved it. Great. Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Les? You're, you're laughing and shaking your head. I'm just so excited, man. My mind is just going. <laughs> Carlos just mentioned Venom. Mm-hmm. We just saw the fucking season finale of Loki mm-hmm. and all these branches open up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. goodness Good gracious, news. man. Literally like, branches opened up. You just... Yep. Holy shit, man. Yeah, this, this is a good time is, to be alive, man. This is a great, like, if you're a, feeling. If you're a geek. If you are a geek, Not even yes. a geek. If you're just... Is this this thing anymore? No, uh, I will say, like, when I worked at the comic book store when I was a kid, there is no way I could have imagined mm-hmm. the wealth of content that was going to come to me mm-hmm. fucking 20 years later. It's nuts, That's what man. I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That, I mean, just... Ugh. The speculations like alone, man. That means it's it, it is all on the table. You mentioned Venom. That means he's gonna fucking fight Spider Man. Damn it! They gonna it has to happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It has to happen. It's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. all these things just have to happen. It's just ugh. well, we might get we might get Deadpool because that's the first thing uh, we saw in the yeah. This is the first MCU Deadpool we see, and he's still the same Deadpool. We, you might see Deadpool and Spider Man in a flick. You just might. You know, and, and, and can you imagine? needs to happen it needs to yep. happen those two together well on. i'm glad that you guys all liked it because i really loved it and um florence Pugh, i'm i'm on board man i'm on that bandwagon she was awesome she was great well we just talked a little black widow we're we're definitely going to jump into some star wars right now we're going to get talk about loki in our, our comic book movie tv news so don't think we're done with our comic book tv movie news there's all kinds of stuff going on but king tom can you let kylo introduce you for some Star Wars talk. Kylo introduced me. Come on, let's do this. It's time for Star Wars Report. So, um, big thing. 
last Saturday, we saw the uh, teaser trailer for Visions. You just want to play that now? Yes, absolutely, because I haven't seen it. Yeah, let's get get to that. Star Wars Visions is going to be an exciting anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus in September. Japanese animation inspired a lot of the people at Lucasfilm over the years. We loved the idea of seeing Star Wars expressed in that way. Each one of these studios that we approached, we found hardcore Star Wars fans. They all had a story they wanted to tell. We were looking for something from the heart and soul of the individual creators. They are their visions through the lens of Star Wars. There are so many genres at play. Big and bold, romantic and sweeping, funny, comedic. We try to have some retro vintage feeling. We couldn't keep the Astro Boy influence. We feel so fortunate to be working with these filmmakers. There are so many opportunities to reflect Japanese storytelling in a Star Wars universe. Star Wars Visions is completely different than everything else in Star Wars storytelling. Audiences will fall in love with it. That's Sunny Chiba looking guy, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Visions. Let me just say, this is what's great about this new era of Star Wars, because it's so goddamn different. Mm-hmm. than anything else and this is this is a i never thought i would see something like this this is really cool man yeah these are some of the the top uh anime studios in japan and lucasfilm is basically letting them do whatever they want um and it's kind of poetic because lucas was really influenced by kurosawa right and and other uh japanese filmmakers so it's nice that they're getting to put their spin on it um i believe it's all premiering on disney plus on one day on september 22nd because i think they're all around 10 minutes each oh that's interesting you can binge all of them yeah less you're a big anime guy what yeah, you about what's that? your take on this man i thought it was beautiful uh i a couple of them you kind of can tell the look uh or they kind of look like one of them had a look of the one of my favorite anime called uh, samurai champloo and uh 
it's got like a hip hop kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. And, uh, you know, the Sonny Chiba kind of thing just has me thinking like, okay, this is still going to be cool. So uh, I like all the different styles. That one that we all, I don't know which one it's called, but it looks like the little robotic, like Android. That, mm-hmm. that animation kind of looks like, uh, what's the Daft Punk song? Where the videos with the like, da- they're all dancing in part one more time. Yep. Around the world or one more time, probably. Yeah, it's one more time. It kind of looks like that kind of animation. So mm-hmm. uh, it's hitting all the feels. I just can't wait. Uh, I wish it would be like, I wish they would make these like more like series though. But if it's all going to be bingeable in 10 minute shorts, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Oh, yeah. You want to do a series so we can do reaction videos. <laughs> yeah, and I'd love to see. I'd love it to be an anime. <laughs> you have to understand the uh, the length of anime duels. They're usually three to four episodes long. <laughs> so <laughs> Anakin in in Obi Wan and on uh, Mustafar would probably take a year to get through. Like, All culminating into like the ver- the ultimate standoff of I have the high ground, and then <laughs> and then the you final just, move. Like, you just summarized the Cell Saga. Pretty much, yeah. So it'd be Just like punch a year, him. A punch year, him. and then finally, I have high ground, and then it would end there, and then the next season would just be them going back and forth for the next like six episodes, be there for the final move. Oh no, he has the high ground now. Oh no, and then the chop chop on the next. <laughs> it'd be like ching, 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 real quick, nice and flat, fast, and then that's right. that. <laughs> you have to get that feel like star wars has to put fans through that excruciating amount of just drama yeah that comes with an anime duel like <laughs> yeah it can't be like rebels obi-wan darth maul no this this stuff's got to go on for a long uh, yeah, long time it's gonna it's gonna have to give us like two That's and a half seasons quick, worth yeah. it was stupid quick <laughs> it was yeah like so it was, unceremonious it was beautiful like it was beautiful but it was so quick See, but in an anime, it would be three episodes. Right. Oh, yeah. Anyone else about Visions? Like I said before, I'm just excited that it's different. I'm not into anime, but I'm definitely going to check these out. I really like, I like the rabbit character named Lop. I thought that was <laughs> clever. Um, earlier this week, uh, StarWars.com announced that they're going to be doing a tie-in novel coming October 12th, Star Wars Ronin, a Visions novel by Emma Miko Kandon, oh. I, think, I think their name is, and it ties into Kamikaze Duga's The Duel, helmed by director Takanobu Mizonu. And I think when, you know, Ronin, it's a, it's a samurai without a master, and I think when we first heard this title a few months ago everyone thought oh we'd be seeing a jedi padawan without a master but the uh the story synopsis given on the website says it's actually of a wandering sith which Mm. i'm always down with jedi but i think that this makes the story a lot more interesting and of course it takes place um a very very long time ago and then the 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 cover art is very interesting because the um the character in question he has a lightsaber but he also has a lightsaber holster which is something we haven't seen before ah that's interesting has anyone else uh seen the image or read anything about ronin no i have not looking at the image right oh oh yeah it's cool art style it's very uh like feudal japan kind of art style Right, right, and I think that that's supposed to take the look of the um, the duel, which is the the short they're basing it off of. Ah, right. very cool. That's really neat looking. Yeah. Um, 
other things in Star Wars news. I don't know if you remember last Christmas we got a uh, we got an episode of uh, Disney Gallery colon The Mandalorian colon season two. Um, okay. And while everyone loved it, the, the big issue that people had with it was there was nothing about the final episode. Well, they're going to rectify that because a special episode of Disney Gallery The Mandalorian making of the season two finale starts streaming August 25th on Disney Plus, and this will be all about the Luke Skywalker appearance in the final episode of Mandalorian season two. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Boo, you going to watch that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're gonna, uh, I'll take a look. I'll take a look at it. Uh, I bet I better not see anything in there there on Naboo. <laughs> no guarantees. Nothing is off limits for Naboo. Nothing is sacred anymore. No, definitely not. Nope. Um, the Mandalorian earned a total twenty four Emmy nominations, including Are you best, serious? Yep, best drama 24? series. Four. 24. Uh, best God. drama series, directing, writing. Um, wow. Actors like Giancarlo Esposito, Timothy Oliphant, Carl Weathers. Said to say Gina Carano did not get an, a, a nomination. Oh, they left her out. Yeah, fuck her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So good luck to them and, and, and all the other nominees. And then elsewhere in Star Wars TV news, Timur Morrison gave an interview where he sh- shared some details um, about the book of Boba Fett, including information that... John Favreau, Robert Rodriguez, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Dave Filoni will be among the directors for the season and then asked um, if there will be a Book of Boba Fett season two. He said, I think they'll have to consider some things. The tree is still growing. Now, did Favreau direct an episode season one? Because I I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did season one. Did he do season two? I don't think so. I think this might be his first time directing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. mm, Filoni did the premiere of season one, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, he definitely didn't do one on season one. Yeah, and I don't think he did one season two. It looked like he did, but he didn't. It definitely yeah. looked like he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely happy with uh, who they picked. Yeah, I, I think it's a, Howard. I, she's proven herself. I think that's yeah. She's phenomenal. Bunch of, Which bunch episode was she again? She was the. Um, she when he goes the, back to the village. Yeah. ATSD. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. was her very first time directing anything, I believe. Yeah. And then the one with the other Mandalorians in season two. Yeah. I think that was her. Okay. She had the book. Of episode episode. Episode. Yeah. Book two. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. great. Episode. Yeah. She's great. Speaking of Dave Filoni, he's going to be getting an action figure. Yeah, I saw Black Series, right? Based on his Black Series on his uh, kind of going back to the days when they would make uh, action figures, you know, on any character that had like half a second of screen time. Right. Anyone mm-hmm. planning on getting that? Hey, if it had the hat, I would get it. The cowboy hat. <laughs> likewise. Something. Likewise. Yeah. Come on, man. I didn't even recognize hat? him at first. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I had to Photoshop it. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, they, they should have given him one. They should have given him one on the um the helmet patch, right? Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Or just give him a brim to like his X wing. Yeah, oh, there it is. X wing helmet. Just give him like a brim, dude. <laughs> Sick, dude. Good for him, man. It was, it was probably a great, great honor for him to have a, a figure coming out. How cool is yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and then last week we got a, a pretty solid episode of uh, Rebels. I mean, the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah let's dive, let's, let's dive into that <laughs> that one was intended <laughs> yeah yeah we got episode 11 and we got mm-hmm. Hera introduced mm-hmm. back to us and kind of like an inner an origin story for Hera it was kind cool of, to yeah. see Hera and it was cool to see Chopper 
in that animation. I think it's mm-hmm. cool that Omega and Hera met. God, it just the possibilities are crazy. If they're ever going to bring Hera into live action, which is always a possibility, we've heard her name in Rogue One, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, we did. Yeah. And we saw Chopper in Rogue One. So it's possible that that could happen. I wonder if we'll ever see Omega in live action. Yeah, that's a good question. What you what you guys think about the episode? I thought it was good. I, I've always been a Hera fan, so I liked the um, the development of her character. I liked the family stuff, uh, and and I liked how it dealt with the Empire. It felt bad for the Bad Batch, but it wasn't like, oh, this episode really needed more Bad Batch. I was good with the story it told and and how it used them. And you know, I'd I'd like to know what happens next, but at the same time, they could always go off and focus more on the Bad Batch. I think this episode might be called, if somebody commented and somehow knew the next three episode names, this one is going to be called Rescue on Ryloth is what. Okay, then then I guess we are going back. Yeah, it better be because our thumbnail has Hera on it. So damn it, it better. If you're listening, you better be right. That's all I have to say. You know those thumbnails, Randy. I pre- oh yeah, dude. I pre-produce those thumbnails. You know, no, those are the baddest batches I've I've seen. Hey, I thank you. I take pride, I, in and I like a bad batch. I'm just worried that somebody's going to draw something in my mouth one of these times because my mouth is always open every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> dude, they taught you that at the trade school. What do you it's, expect, man? Hey, you have to. Yeah, I'm doing the faces. Not like people can watch me while they're listening to this, but I was doing the faces. Well, thank you, King Tom. Is that is that wrap up the Star Wars talk there? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it until something major comes out tomorrow. That's <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. We have an email from Avery. Hey, guys, hope you're all doing well and enjoying your summer. Just finished the audiobook of, is it um, Kevin Scott's? Yes. Kevin Scott's The Rising Storm. And Excellent holy, book. Yeah, he says, holy hell, it's more metal than Light of the Jedi was. Yep. There's a lot of intense action, heartbreaking moments, and more character development of some of the High Republic Jedi we've been introduced to. Uh, King Tom, um, help me out here. It's Bell Zetafar. Zetafar, I believe. I don't read the audio, but I I don't listen to the audio books. I read them. So I would say Bell Zetafar. Bell Zetafar had many close calls. Elzerman, Elzerman got lucky in more ways than one. Winky face. I don't know what that means. And Stellan Geos. Is it Stellan Geos? Tom? I think I either Geos or Geos. Okay. Came out as a pretty strong leader during this crisis on Valos. Um, without spoiling anything, what are your thoughts on the ending? If you've read it, how will the new threat at the end of this book change the way we as fans look into the force? How much darker can this go? Regardless, it was a great follow up to the light of the Jedi and definitely check it out. If you have it yet, keep kicking ass you guys and banter on Avery creator and host of battle battles and banter podcast. Thank you, Avery. Appreciate that. I haven't read it yet. Red light of the Jedi. Loved it. I'm still listening to Thrawn. I'm still loving Thrawn. It's getting better and better and better. <laughs> I have, it's, it's one of my favorite books so far, man. I, it was, it was, which, which one do you want? The one that which you told Thrawn? me, the one that you told me to read, dude, I, I don't know. The first one or the yeah. second one of them. Okay. The one that, the one that hits his face, half of his face and his red little eyes. And, right. And, um, it looks like the guy from the movie Patriot, um, <laughs> the villain for Patriot. It is a phenomenal book. Like, like all the characters are great. And the character development of the book is great. I cannot wait to see some of these people in live action one day, knock on wood. I'm knocking, uh, but I absolutely love that book. It's King Tom. You've read this book so far. Yeah. You've done yeah, well, it. Yes, I finished it. Okay, so without spoiling it, what what do you think? Okay, so I think the because he asked about the ending and 
Um, I mean, I'm just going to say something bad happens in this book and the Jedi are, are try like in light of the Jedi, there's another disaster. Um, but it's more direct and the Jedi are trying to stop it. Uh, and they succeed to a point. The ending stuff starts getting really dark. The ending ties into something that was hinted at in rebels. Um, oh, and we, and, and I, I think it, it, it could be the same thing as something we saw in rebels. Um, and, the, part of the idea behind the High Republic is how did the Jedi get to be like they were in the Phantom Menace? Because in, in the High Republic, they're very open about their use of the Force. They use the Force together. Like, they, they come together like puzzle pieces to build their Force powers. And it's also, there's a lot of perception of the Force based on the emotions of people around them. Um, where they they feed off, you know, if, if there are good vibes around them they feed off of that if there is fear and anger around them that affects them and i think that the darkness we are going to see in the future is going to affect that connection they have and where they're going to start closing themselves off and becoming like the jedi we see in the prequels so some bad things happen in this book to characters that people like a lot and i'm you know it sad to say, I think we're going to get a lot, get a lot more of that in future High Republic books. Wow. Okay. And and it's sick of me to say this, but I mean that in a good way. Oh no, I totally get it. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to listen to this. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely this will be the next one I listen to after Thrawn, or maybe the next Thrawn book. <laughs> yeah, I think you, when I have there, there is a Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, it's Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Avery. We appreciate that, my man. Um, let's jump into something in, in the pop culture potpourri. The Witcher season two trailer. Now, I haven't finished The Witcher. Missing um, out, man. I know. That's what everybody says. It says they everybody says it's amazing. I loved what I saw. It got a little confusing, but everybody told me stick with it because then it makes sense. So I will, but I want to watch this trailer because we have a lot of listeners that are into this. Um Less you're a big Witcher guy. Boo, you're a Witcher guy. Randy, have you watched The Witcher? Oh, hell yes. Okay, great. I know King Tom I has interviewed not. And- these guys in 2015. You interviewed them? Uh, CD Projekt Red, yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Fantastic. Okay, great. So um, let's, uh, let's watch this. I'm your destiny. You're much more than that, Cirilla. I need to understand some things. The world is changing. Sentra isn't safe for you anymore. What exactly is Kermorin? You're home. Finally. Who the hell are you? I'm so afraid that the production values are already gone up dramatically. I feel like I could burn the whole world. Facing your fear is not easy, but I am here for you. When I say run, you run. When I say hide, we have to stay. Hide. 
Samir said that the world outside these walls is a dangerous place. But you can find power and purpose. Where is she? What if your prince is smaller than you barking for? Are you sure you're ready for this? Okay, okay, okay. Now, oh, we're not done. Welcome back. Oh, I remember her. Okay, so the question that I have for you guys, I didn't finish it, so I, I think I have four more episodes left. The feel and the look looks totally different than season one, correct? Or do, mm. or do things change like from like halfway? Well, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, once you finish the season, you'll probably realize why things look different from time okay. to time. Okay, okay, okay. But um, I, I still think it looks pretty, pretty similar. The pretty muted similar. kind of like uh, like the pleated kind of yes. atmosphere. Right, right. Still right. has that look very much to it. Because okay. I know the first two or three episodes, there was a little humor in it. Um, there, there was things were a little bit more colorful. If I'm not mistaken, especially with oh, the, gest- still, yeah. the gesture guy and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I think you'll still have that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, so, Boo, what did you think about this trailer? Oh, yeah. No, it looks great. I, I think it'll help for you, Araj, that the next season is going to be much more linear. Oh, There's okay. not going to be as much of going jumps. back and forth, the jumps. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but it looks great. Um, yeah, expanding on the story, moving forward. Always love that shit. Just in something that... It, I love about the Witchers the choreography, the action in these in, in this show is just awesome. And uh, what oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, uh, Cavill sure. does a great job. So yeah, so he's can't a stud, wait. Man. Yeah, he is a stud. Cannot wait. Yeah, he's definitely a stud. Um, I was watching the Last Kingdom while I was watching Witcher, and I just ended up for some reason just jumping on the Last Kingdom thing. And yeah. I guess there's just too many swords for me in one. One I can view. see that happening. I can yeah. see that happening. <laughs> so um, I will definitely jump on The Witcher, unless you like this thing. I, I like it. Uh, what I'm going to say is it, this is like a, a personal thing for Henry Cavill to do, if I'm yeah, not he, mistaken. Yes, so yes, it's yes, almost yes, like yes. a passion project, just like Deadpool is. Yes. And this time around, you get to see him because everything else he's doing is not happening. You know, like he's not Superman anymore. So. He gets right. to sink all his energy and, and put all his energy into something that he has a great passion for. So, I mean, he's read all the books, he's played the games through and through. So this is like, you know, this is what happens when you let someone bring something they love to life. If you give, if, if you get all the right people and the right willpower together, you can you know, Favreau. do some things, you know, Reynolds is able to push Deadpool and give us that for those people who don't like Deadpool. I get it, but you know, it's cool, you know, um, uh, but yeah, to see him put all his effort into this and to just see the level, it's definitely stepped up from the first season for sure. Just on that trailer alone. Yeah, I could tell. Just be, yeah, it's probably going to be a lot crazier, uh, way more in depth and again, move linearly. So it's, yeah, it's going to be cool. But did we see a bare chested Henry Cavill? I don't think we need to, to be honest. Oh, yes, we do. They're, like I always imagine it. So I, yeah, I, that's, that's, I, I mean, I I understand everyone that you need to see. You know, you got to get some chesty pecs going. You got to see that. But mm-hmm. I think him in all black with that white hair just does it, doesn't it? Hey, man, uh, does it? Know. I mean, that's all you need, right? Yeah. Nice shiny sword. 
his eyes go black when he goes fully dark. I don't swing from both lines. But if I Tarzan it, if I did Tarzan it, he'd be on top of my list. Him and him him and Calvin Harris. Did he have both swords in the last season? Uh. I think he only had one. Yeah, three mm-hmm. swords, if you know what I mean, Randy. I think he had one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like a tripod, that guy. <laughs> Randy, you played the games. You've interviewed them. Is it pretty close to the storyline of the game? What you? No, it's closer to the book. It's closer to the book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what's cool about the show, though, because it does feel foreign because it's like a, I believe it's Polish, uh, like a Polish, mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm lore so it doesn't it it feels foreign in the way it's told like we have a lot of uh well-known tricks that we do in that kind of uh storytelling with like creatures and right. uh, medieval it's just it, it's a different take i like it it's refreshing cool cool very excited about it all right and um, guys we have a bunch of voicemails but then again whim i'm so sorry but listen whim <laughs> I know you're like, hey, man, I sent this damn voicemail a month ago. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it, Wim, and it was really good. It was a good voicemail. I was pumped up to pl- listen to it tonight. But I want to save our voicemails for when Eric shows up. So we're going to have some voicemails. We have a couple. Um, so anybody that sent voicemails, we're going to play them next week when Eric's back in town. Um, I'm, so getting like a, I'm getting a mad what up with that vibe. <laughs> yeah snl yeah exactly sorry we didn't have time for you this week. yeah sir. no I, i've been doing this to whim uh, every single week but um whim go fuck yourself let's uh finish this off with a hey, boo you have some boo bits boo i do have some boo bits give us some boo bits buddy before we get into loki and finish this bad boy off and, and what if oh what if yes after your boo bits what if oh, no. you don't what? do Yes. A Nabu this week. Thank you. What Go if ahead. there was a good Nabu? <laughs> yeah, what, what if there wasn't best. a Nabu? A world That'll without be, a Nabu. That'd be the greatest what if episode if there was actually a good Nabu. Yeah. Oh, Watcher says best Nabu. Nabu. <laughs> <laughs> the Watcher's dying trying to interfere, but you know, he just can't. Yeah. He just can't. <laughs> he just can't. So he's just like, yeah, he just can't help. That's awful. Uh, what is it? We've been talking about positive news, you know, stuff, content, things coming out. Some little bit of negative news. Marvel Studios and DC are skipping Comic Con this year, San Diego Comic Con at least. Well, they they want some turkey. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I think there's a it's lot Thanksgiving of Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of celebrities who said that ain't happening. No, no, no. You know, Kevin Feige and a bunch of other people are saying no. So DC and Marvel said sorry, you can't. Yeah, they're not going. How about Star Wars? King Tom, uh, wasn't there news that they're going to have just one announcement or something so. or something like small? I don't remember. Maybe something. They, they, I think they've been kind of stepping back from Comic Con yeah. over the past few and, few and putting years. it towards D twenty three, right? A D twenty three celebration yeah. and yeah. celebration. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's two big hits. That's really two big hits, which I think would hurt even more because it's on a Thanksgiving weekend, right? I don't know if I don't know how many people are going to go anyway. And then now that's just another just a whole nother kick to the pants for Comic-Con. I don't think they'll be doing it on Thanksgiving weekend again. No, that's I think they'll learn their lesson. No. So, yeah. So this is an interesting article from Deadline. So they published the article saying that uh, Matt Shockman will direct the next Star Trek movie. Oh, I saw that today. And the article originally said the original cast will return, including Chris Pine. Right. Ah, 
Dreamy a few eyes. hours later, there was a revised article mm. that took away the original cast and Chris Pine. Oh, <laughs> they uh, deadline initially published the the first article with right. that information. Deadline is usually pretty good. Exactly, They're that's what I'm thinking. So, are they? Is it an actual change? Like this is not happening, or were they not sure there was not officially sourced? Was the second article that came out the revised one have the same director directing? Yes. Oh, the director but took out there. the original. Took cast. out the original cast and Chris Pine. Yeah. So <sighs> people are wondering, what does that mean? Was it a mistake? Were you not supposed to say that yet? Is it not hundred percent confirmed? Yeah. Sometimes still in talks. Yeah. Sometimes so, sometimes things are still in talks and. They jump the gun on stuff like yeah. that, and then they'll get a they'll get a call from a publicist, Chris Pine's publicist, or the studio saying, "Slow your roll. We track that right now. Yeah, we haven't exactly. put ink to paper." Wow. Yeah. But Chris Pine has to be in it. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. You've seen his. Well, he's on my list too. Remember, if I'm Tarzaning it, he's on my list. Well, oh, what my if uh, they decide to do something crazy and uh, instead of doing like a, you know, reimagining of the original show, mm-hmm. they start go into different ones and they like go, Hey, well, let's take deep space nine, the multiverse of Star Trek. <laughs> or let's take uh, the next generation crew and try to like get a younger version of them uh, or even Voyager, you know, like that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. just me throwing my little Star Trek out there. Well, that Tarantino thing just fell, fell through, huh? That's, yeah. that's no, not. yeah, not happening. And speaking of Tarantino, uh, he Good just segue. recently, what was that? That's a good segue. I Thank didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, he just recently said that he'd like to do a First Blood <laughs> remake <laughs> where Kurt Russell is um, the sheriff. And I forgot oh, who's okay. okay Rambo. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, it's, Adam uh, Driver. I think Adam, Adam Driver is yeah. going to play Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I would be in for that <laughs> shit. Oh, me too. I heard that. Holy I was like, shit, yeah, dude. dude. Oh, I'm oh, in. No, I'm in. No. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. I know. I heard oh. he said something about Kill Bill too. Yeah, making a Kill Bill three where and he had a pretty decent um, storyline yeah. or a script in mm-hmm. his head. Wait, Wait it's not going to be the daughter of Vernita Green seeking it, it is, and it's going to be her daughter and Versus. Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter, who's in Stars and Stranger Things. Uh, she's the one of the leads in Stranger Things. Right. She would be um, with her Beatrix's mom. Daughter. Okay. Yeah, with her mom, her real mom, and then. Uh, her, yeah, Vivica Fox's daughter in the movie would be going after both of them and they'd be on the run. Some, something like that. Yeah. But I know Uma and, and Quentin aren't on the yeah. best no. standing right now with Quentin's being a dick face during yeah. the filming of Kill Bill 2. So I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I do. It's a shame. I love Kill Bill 1 is one of my favorite movies of all time. That Once Upon a Time book's pretty good. Oh, it was pretty good. The novelization. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Oh, it's, like, well, it's kind of switched around, but okay. so expanded on its. Oh, that's crazy. Great. I got to get that. Very cool. I wonder if there's an audiobook for it. Yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> it's all the rest of here. Sorry, Thrawn trilogy. Gets <laughs> <laughs> moved aside. And then uh, just one more boo bit. Uh, oh. Netflix is going to add video games to their streaming platform what? in 2022. That's what I said. I was like, so in what capacity is it? Because recently, what is it? Google started Stadia, which is essentially you're streaming video games over the internet. Oh, I didn't. You don't have to download anything. You don't have really. You you can have a little. You get your own little Stadia box that handles it. You get a controller, but there's no downloading. It's just streamed right over the internet. 
the issue fantastic. is that the internet that a lot of people have around the country and around the world doesn't really hang that well. Oh, that yeah, kind of thing. Hear we're not there yet. That gotcha. is the future, but right. we're not there yet. Yes. That kind of thing. So people are wondering how is Netflix going to do this? Because they're not doing the DVDs anymore. <laughs> so they're not right. sending games or anything. Hmm. So it has to be some kind of streaming because that's cloud-based. Yeah, cloud-based. Exactly. So that, hmm. that that's their thing. What is what is that? So no real 100% details, but should be interesting. If anybody can do it, it could be Netflix because they 15% of the internet usage on the planet is through Netflix. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, I was I was really excited when you said that, but then I realized that Pitfall would take a ton of bandwidth. <laughs> so I guess I guess can't do that. Yeah. But here's an interesting. Remember when I said this about a couple years ago and I had that question about Netflix mm-hmm. and how they're spending so much money on these films, producing films. Yes. And wh- how are they going to make money? Because majority of the people in the world that ha- want Netflix have Netflix. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and then I read an article last week that they're going to raise their prices because it's to. the first time in five years or something that they've dropped subscriptions mm-hmm. by a lot. Really? Yes. So, very interesting because remember back then you everybody was like, well, they're going to keep making money. People are going to keep doing it. They're going to make content. People, well, they people aren't. Mm-hmm. They've jumped the gun, gone, gone to Disney Plus. Disney gone Plus, to yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's really and of course Peacock. Yeah, and then also yeah Peacock. Yeah, the real killer out there. Um, and then also what they people are talking about what they might do is what Amazon does, where you can do it Amazon Prime, yeah. where you can do it where you get month to month. But if you give us the whole year in a chunk mm-hmm. and one one clean payment, we'll make it cheaper. Well, that's what I did with Disney Plus. Yeah, see exactly. Mm-hmm. I got it for three dollars a month. Yeah, see, bingo. Yeah. Netflix for three years. Yep. So did we. Netflix still does it month to month. So some people just re up their Netflix for Stranger Things or Ozark or uh, you know The Witcher. Whatever show you mm-hmm. want to watch, they'll finish it in a week or a month or something like that, and then they'll they'll close their, their subscription again. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of fluctuation. So it's not. It is a. There's the majority of the people are consistent monthly payers right. and stuff like that. But they dropped. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's oh just, and HBO Max. Don't forget I was about them. To say there's just so much out there, just of top notch content. Well, HBO used to used to used to play that fucking game with HBO where. I'm going to drop it after fucking Game of Thrones. But then something else fucking amazing comes out right after Game of Thrones. Succession comes out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even uh, I was going to do it and then I got into Perry Mason. I watched Mm -hmm. Perry Mason like crazy. Um, (laughs) Not not the original, the new one. The new version was phenomenal. Oh, who cares then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Original (laughs) Perry Mason's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. But the new one is phenomenal. If you guys haven't, man, I'm telling you, the new Perry Mason is fantastic. Randy, you should check it out. HBO Max. I will. I think that's that's the thing. Like I, everyone's always like, "Oh, well, they need to get new subscriptions." I don't really think it's about getting new subscriptions. It's about maintaining like engagement. That's right. Like either keeping subscription in subscriptions in, or getting people engaged enough into another show where they don't go and look into another service. It's about engagement. You're competing with Spotify. You're competing with video games. Like it's about maintaining engagement. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And they do some amazing things with shows. Like there's a show called Manifest that has been out on NBC or ABC for the last three years. And I think it got canceled. It did. Yeah. It got canceled. It's been on Netflix. It's been number one on Netflix for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this whole like new fandom for it. 
So I wonder, mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe they'll start it up again and buy the fucking rights and do it on their, do it on their show. Or or Networking. ABC will stop. Or ABC shows. will go like, yeah, yeah, we'll stop putting. Because uh, I haven't felt the need to watch a show on network television. On network television in mm-hmm. years, either years. So it's just like one of those like. All right, cool. And then and then the helpful part is that, you know, people love to binge. Yeah. So if I can get three seasons in one sitting, cool. Awesome. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, boo. Thank you, bud. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate that. All right. So we are going to jump into what if because I haven't seen the trailer. Let's talk about it. And we're going to decide right here, right now, Les, if we are going to do reaction videos to what if. And it's going to be based upon this trailer. Okay. Is it worth worth us doing? So let's play the, I've heard it's pretty good, um, the trailer for What If. (laughs) First of all, animation is sick. Look at that. Look at that. Is that Killmonger? Do we know each other? Reality. Reality. It's changeable. Oh, I see. Where you want to be? That's the question, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, damn. Every universe. So this is is different. Also, Japanese multiverse madness. Right? The Howard Duck. Yes. Slow down a little bit. There's a few people in the room that don't understand. Not me. I, I get it. Who are you? The name's Captain Carter. Look at that. Shiza. Oh, uh-huh. I am the Watcher. I observe all that transpires here. Did you see who Star Lord was? But I do not. Mm-hmm. Cannot. I did not. Will not interfere. <laughs> Wait, Star-Lord. Just wait. Oh, there he is. Freestyle, then. You didn't feel? No longer Star-Lord? No. You'll see. We have you outnumbered. A Ravager never flies <laughs> there solo. There he is. That's Star-Lord. <laughs> I said never flies solo. Uh, is that some kind of catchphrase? Oh. <laughs> 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 see? You had me worried for a second. Black Panther is Star Lord. The unknown. Yep. And Ponder. Yeah. Wow. What if? Dude, that is epic. <laughs> one one sad note. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's last MCU thing yeah. is this. this. Yeah. yeah. That is his voice. That's his voice. Oh, yeah, I just got mm-hmm. his voice. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I yeah, can't, I think, I, yeah, we're doing reaction. I think we're going to be up again. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be rocking this, yeah. dude. Don't, don't. That's yeah, we're not letting it I go. Didn't, I didn't realize they were going to be able to use Spider-Man as part of this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Good call. So this is this is cool because I thought this was just going to be a different interpretation of all these characters and what if, right? But this is goes along the lines of the multiverse of madness. There's different galaxies, mm. different universes. Well, that's what kind of they said in the beginning. Well, well, that's what that's what what if well, that's what makes it happen. That's what makes it happen. So, yeah, it's it's more or less just 
whenever you bring up these questions, you have to establish that universe exists. So for the comics, it would be what if uh, the Hulk um, didn't come back for Planet Hulk, for World War Hulk, and Kyara did instead. Right, but how are they? Gonna, how are they going to intro it? Are they going to intro? Okay, like, so it's going to be no, okay. Gonna, so the, oh, Lars, Lars Fishburne, the big mm-hmm. bald, bald guy Uwada, right. he's going to be hanging out on the moon, looking at different realities, and say, "Oh, what if that's Peggy what Carter talking. got the Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers?" That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Think of it like Twilight Zone Marvel. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. exactly what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, that's great. a good way of putting it, Randy. Yeah, it's like vignettes rather than a linear story. Right. Very mm-hmm. cool. I'm down. I am so down. This is such the, great. It, like it seems like the, a lot of the stories are what if this person was this person, but there's yes. not like those yeah. stories of what if this thing did or did not happen because mm-hmm. that's what I remember a lot in what if stories that I liked. Like what if, what if Thanos didn't get the Infinity Gauntlet or yeah. you know just what, like it, th- those are the kind of stories that I feel are kind of lacking. What if Spider Man was not able to get rid of Venom? Right. Mm-hmm. He had the symbiote forever. One yeah. that I remember that I'll never forget is it, it's an old school one. And it's a, uh, what if the dare, what if daredevil had an unfaithful tailor? What? <laughs> it will just leave it at that dude. Like it was crazy because it's daredevil. And like in the pages, he's got like polka dots on in one yeah. uniform. And that it's like legit plaid. And he doesn't know. It's like straight, like scotch plaid and another one. And he's just like, ass. And people were like, ah, look at you. Yeah. I, 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 great. I did notice something though, less because I remember 15, 20 years ago, you gave me a whole set of Marvel zombies. And I thought that was the coolest mm-hmm. shit I've ever read. Yes. Uh, comic book wise. And I think I saw some comic, some zombies. That's going to be one oh, of yeah. the storylines. Oh, that looks so cool. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is really, I, that is amazing. I always but thought I even know how great you do that run. I like what they're uh, doing. You like that one? No, 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 I said, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, that, exactly. That, I saw that. Dark, arc. Dude. That thing is dark. Oh my God. That's why I loved it. It was so different as a comic book. I um, couldn't yeah. believe they went there. But what I like what they're doing here, this is basically just what if for the MCU. It's not yeah. going to pull from the comic. So a lot of people can temper their expectations mm. by, you know, hoping to see something brought from those pages mm. to the series. This is all stuff that we've already seen. So yeah. now we just say, okay, what if Peggy Carter was the super soldier instead? Right. Be, and she's great. running around kicking ass like she was in this trailer. So damn awesome. Yeah. And I love uh, the animation yeah. style. It's very heavy yeah. metal, very heavy metal to me. Mm. Yes. Um, super yes. cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the T'Challa as Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill. Mm. Uh, yes. Just cool, man. Yeah. And I love how they got all the uh, actors to come in and do the voices. So, um, right. They didn't get... Every, I think uh, Downey Jr. didn't do his, and I think there are a few others. Bastard. <laughs> Living on those those points, Downey yeah. Jr. And, oh, by the way, Downey Jr.'s father passed away this last week, so yeah, moment of sound for him. Really good filmmaker, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunate. Well, I am stoked about that, and I think this leads a good little segue because we talked about what-if scenarios, and, and one of the what-if scenarios was <laughs> if Loki got the, the gauntlet in this last episode. So we're going to be spoiling the last episode of Loki for season one that ha- happened to come out last night. And so uh, let's talk about it. Uh, Boo, you saw it. Absolutely. What's your initial take on, and we didn't talk about episode five, which was great. Watching that episode, I thought if I was really into comic books, 
then I would have really enjoyed that episode because it seemed like for comic book fans, that was like a nerdgasm on screen. Um, but for like me, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was beautifully done visually. I it just, I thought it was, um, I, I didn't get into it as much as everybody else did, if that makes sense. Um, but um, still liked it. This one absolutely loved. Boo, what was your take on this one? Yeah, no, this episode was, it was pretty, pretty intense. You know, people, I saw that some people were kind of, uh, what is it? Thought it was drawn out a little bit too much or too much dialogue. I thought it was perfect because you need to set the stage for what is going to happen. It, it's just a continual buildup of just, oh man, just you, you know what's going to happen eventually, but you just got to see it. So I, I, I thought the dialogue was great. Everybody's great. Um, I love the idea of progress and where this goes. Cause I'm just like wondering like, Oh shit, this is, this changes everything right off the bat. You're just like, my God, right at that, that final scene. You're just like, Oh man, what is, <laughs> where, where are we going from here? Yeah. So I thought it was great. Uh, what is, um, I forgot that the Jason majors, Jason majors. He was, some people didn't like Not him. Jason majors, Jonathan majors, Jonathan majors. Jonathan majors. There you go. Uh, yeah. what is it? Um, some people didn't like his character. I loved it. Oh, fuck. I hmm. loved it because I thought it was a change from, because you see these, he, he knows who he can be and what he can be. And then what is it? Cause you, you see these bad guys they are all serious. They're trying to get something done. And he's like, no, you don't want this. Right. You don't <laughs> want this. This is really bad. And he's like, all right, fine. It's what you want. You're going to yeah. get it. I thought he was great. Uh, I, I forgot Sylvie's uh, care. Uh, the, the actress's, actress's name. name. She was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so yeah, Tom Hiddleston's great as always. Yeah, sure is. So yeah. And then, and then there's something else that I'd love. There's a season two. Yeah. Yep. That's that was, the best thing about was all like, of this. Sweet. Yeah. Season two, because I've loved WandaVision and I was like bummed out. There wasn't going to be another season. Same thing with Falcon winter soldier. I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be a Captain America movie. All right, that's fine. But this is going to be a season two. I'm like bitching. Thank you. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was great. Um, very cool. I can't, can't wait to see. I, the one thing I am bummed out about is that I think this is going to be a slow burn. We get a tidbit of information of what the future is going to be, but I don't think it's going to come to fruition for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like seeing, uh, it's kind of like seeing Thanos in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when Ronan is talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slow burn. Yeah, you're not going to get that payoff for a long time, folks. It's. I think it's even going to be more along the lines of when we saw him in Avengers. And oh, that was right. Yeah, that was, you know, six years and 15 movies before. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking about this earlier it was six, six years and 15 movies before we saw um, Infinity War. And wow. there are 15 movies, 15 movies. Oh, uh, my God. And there are nine movies scheduled between over the next, you know, two years not to mention all the TV projects. And this was a great way to introduce him because, you know, n- not every project is going to tie into whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if this is Kang. He just referred to himself as the one who. Yeah. The one who was, well, he referred yeah. to himself yeah. as uh, three or four different people. Remember? Right. So yeah. one, one of them, yeah, one of them will be Kang. One of them. will be. And Kang. I thought, um, 
you know, as we as Les and I've talked about before, Kang is a great character, but they've developed him over 50 years and he has a convoluted mm. story mm. here. They did a fantastic job of doing the reverse and introducing him with a succinct, good origin story. It It was just a fantastic way of doing it. And he is great in this role. And I can't wait to see more of him in it, even though, it, you know, it won't be for a while. Well, if you haven't watched Lovecraft Country, then you don't know what kind of powerhouse this guy is. If MCU fans, you are in for a fucking treat. This guy is so talented as an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wait till you to see what he has in store for you guys. He is phenomenal. And it's a great show. Lovecraft Country is phenomenal. You should watch it anyways. But um, I thought he stole every scene that he was in. Yeah. yeah he yeah. just comes in one episode and kind of like... Um, um, uh, Juan Carlos uh, Esposito comes in mm-hmm. for season mm-hmm. one, one episode gets an Emmy nomination because he's so damn good in it. I, same thing with Jonathan Majors. He's gonna, he just comes in and just kills it in, in yeah. one episode. Unbelievable. I, I love the episode. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was, especially in the beginning, the talk about slow burn when we're trying to figure out if it is Kang, you know, they're mm-hmm. walking, the door opens, mm-hmm. they're walking <laughs> again, go through some statues, walking again. And finally it's him. The payoff is phenomenal. I thought it was great. It was really good. Uh, what I was saying earlier in our little uh, pre-production meeting, um, first of all, Marvel came through. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. They came through and they gave us have. exactly what everybody was expecting. It wouldn't have made sense to do something different. You, mm-hmm. This all pointed toward uh, King the Conqueror in one of his various mini incarnations. I mean, the guy is messed around so much. And like King Tom said, his character is so convoluted. You could really know about one character and all of a sudden that's King. Yeah. You can talk about Immortus and be like, Oh, Immortus, this yeah. and that. But most people mm-hmm. know that it's King. It's a version of King the Conqueror, but you're just like, yeah, when the more, you know, it, it, that's how spread out this guy is. So again, and then giving us a quick, the quick in a minute, Here's your origin story. This is what yeah, I did. This is what cool. I'm about. This is what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Do mm-hmm. you want this? Because I'm giving you what I'm, what's good. This is, you got option A and option B. Both are bad. <laughs> One or the other. It's either, it's either or. And what do you want to do here? And if you really like me, I'm, I'm going all up in my, like, you know, geek, my, my geek wheelhouse. And it's like, this is a challenge for Marvel and Feige. If you think about it, you can look at it as, so what are we going to do here now? What direction are we mm-hmm. going to take things? Where are we, what po- kind of possibilities do you really want to play with now? That whole branching out of that main timeline and just all these branches, it's just so much can happen now. And again, I've said it before, nothing is off the table. This is what happens when you have a comic book person who understands some things and understands how to get, you know, let's try to get this, get things delivered and just be consistent, you know, mm-hmm. and just be consistent here. Some bombs they've made, but you know what? I will tell you right now, it's really good to have these streaming shows on Disney plus that are high level. And then you get this whole nother feel with black widow in the theaters, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. it yeah, was I like, agree. 
I see Black mix. Widow and, you know, you're watching this Jason Bourne. Like everybody said, it's got like had Jason Bourne elements, uh, John Wick, uh, Ronin, like all these awesome, you know, car chases and all kinds of stuff. And then in just epic, like you said, the, 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 the level of production to see that that scene where that base is coming down and Taskmaster is like just flying down and whips out the sword. And you're just like, holy cow. Then we go to this. And it's just sci fi Marvel cosmic just doctor colors doctor who everything man crazy, L- yeah. land of the lost like Ooh. just all that awesome gary gnu back in the day you know if you, if you know who i'm talking about y'all if you're old enough mm-hmm. i just said something for those of us that are kids that back in the day <laughs> crazy character but like that kind of thing going on here and you just not only that when you get the ending and loki is in a different timeline like a completely mm-hmm. different timeline with a completely different TVA, <laughs> yeah. meaning that either there's a Loki that exists there and Thor and all those guys, he's like I was saying, he's got to go find someone now to help him or that will listen to him and believe him because now he's got to go with his reputation in another timeline. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get, and try yeah. to try to talk to you. He's going to get kicked in the nuts even more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he has to start from scratch now. That's right. He's mm-hmm. got it. First of all, he's got to get out of there because if they turn around the time, the TVA and all those timelines are ready for war. They're preparing mm-hmm. for war. So he's lucky if we ever see what happens to conclude that scene. If they don't try to prune his ass on spot, like, wait, wait, wait what are you doing? Are you Loki? What are you doing here? You don't. we don't know you. Boom. You know, it's. It, I thought there was two interesting, <laughs> interesting moments at the very end of that, because there's a scene where. Where Owen Wilson and uh, I forgot her name, the other like soldier, Vunmi Masaka, but it's a B fifteen Hunter B B fifteen. We're looking up and they said something about it's it's about to happen, blah blah blah. And then we get Loki jumping into their scene. I don't think those are the same timelines and and they're they're the same oh, parallels. No. They're not right. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So we have two Owen Wilsons, obviously. And two, okay, great. Okay, I was right. Okay. Yeah. And get ready to see multiple Owen yes, Wilson. Multiples, yes. If one, that happens, you know, multiple, multiple versions of Mobius. Right. You right, know, right. all mm. over the place. It's if you think seeing all those Loki's bouncing around and going off on each other in a crazy Batman style bar fight, uh, just wait till you start seeing all these different yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Doctor Strange has got some work to do. Oh yeah, Sylvie Sylvie right. did some stupid shit, but she opened it up. A lot of our comments on her YouTube is damn Sylvie, she was horrible, but thank God she did it because now yeah. we get everything. <laughs> we can have everything happen. Yes. That's one of the fun that's one of the cool things about this storyline is it it seems like it's a bad thing because it brings in such an event, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. can argue that the timelines need to be chaos and that Kang is the problem. Right. And the Immortus kind of like version they did of Kang is needs to be stopped because you need to find out like, what is that balance of chaos? Cause the one timeline isn't natural. Like they no. are artificially mm-hmm. making it happen. Right. There has to be uh, branching timelines. <sighs> no, there, yes, there has to be multiple versions of things going on because whatever reaction to action happens over here, there needs to be a reaction somewhere else. Well, well not only that, to- I think it, it, it lessens everything that we've seen in the MCU when we know that Kang was in control of everything and it didn't happen with people's free will. From, from, from here on out, it's not 
that situation. Everything's but going it's to not be necessarily well, right? that. That's well, not necessarily the. He didn't necessarily orchestrate everything within that timeline. He might have been here a few points within that, but there's other mm-hmm. timelines where he may have orchestrated a lot more. Yes, right. So he was just making sure. It. He was just making sure the other Kangs didn't get involved. Yeah. Okay. So with Thanos is doing the snap on the blip, he didn't. He didn't orchestrate that. No. Oh, he knew about it. No. He, he knew, knew about, about those he things, he didn't but he didn't orchestrate it. His thing was, is this is all going to happen no matter what in and this timeline. Okay. My thing is, is I don't want any Kings coming over here to mess it up and uh-huh. bring whatever their okay, junk okay. going on right. coming mm-hmm. here. So we're all going like after each other like to make sure things happen in our timeline. He just happened to be wiping all those galaxies and universes yeah. out but, and oh, just yeah. fighting a war behind the scenes. Yeah. Now the we get... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say he had the TVA taking care of the other Kangs for him. And by extension, they were also making sure that everything else that was happening in that timeline was what was supposed to happen. Got Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So like they said, that was supposed to happen. So, yeah. But it wasn't supposed to happen because (laughs) going back to episode five, we're talking about the living tribunal thing. If the like there's there's a scene in the last episode where you find like the living tribunal head and they're Mm -hmm. pretty much like the judge, jury and executioner of the galaxy kind of thing. If something Mm -hmm. isn't going right, that shouldn't be happening. They make the judgment and then they stop it from happening. But with them being taken out, that's not natural. That's not the order of the multiverse. So. Mm regardless of whether he was doing a good thing or a bad thing, that was that he had to do something unheard of to make that happen. Yes. Wow. That means the links of for him to get what he want. That means he didn't, he had no quarter. Like he just said, we're going all in. I'm guy. I got to do what Mm -hmm. I got to do. So it's just, man, again, everything is wide open. So good. good. This version is supposed to be Nathaniel Richards, which would be Reed Richards, Richards, right? Son. Yeah, in right. another deal so there's your fantastic four you know there's, there's just men there's like there's so your many x-men yeah so there's much. everything because now the x-men exist in another universe mm-hmm. or in another timeline they can cross over in all this if if a timeline gets destroyed and they have nowhere to go then they can show up and say are we good to stay here you know what and i mean like it, wars and there's your secret wars secret which wars, is coming yeah. oh my goodness yeah i need to I need to chill for a minute. And, and can anyone say that this episode? How, I'm sorry, I don't mean. Uh, how can anyone say that this episode dra- dragged on? They like, like Tom yeah. said, they took like literally like 50 years of stuff and streamlined it into yeah, a very yeah. profound <laughs> and like thoughtful way of explaining this con- like very like complex <laughs> like uh, concept that's been picked up by numerous writers, man. Oh, yeah. I, and I looked up a bunch of YouTube origin stories of Kang, and and, and within five minutes I was confused. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> like, Rolex, they, what? what? Yeah, and they explained it so well. It was like a show and tell, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and how did, it. how has a Kang story in the comics ever been that personal with the choice that that he gave he gave them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, nothing has like been that Shakespearean kind of way, dude. It's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So good. And Randy, what I was going to say earlier is that you were you were calling King from the first episode. They just had everything lined up, like. But right. I said things in Wandavision that I guaranteed were going to happen that didn't happen. Mm, but in this true. one, it just yeah. seemed like, dude, yeah. like if you don't do this, I don't know what you guys are shooting yourself in the foot intentionally. 
All right. Yes. Right. And we knew they were going so to use stuff. Jonathan. You know, we knew Jonathan Majors was going to be Kang. Yeah. Yes. In, in, in Ant-Man and Wasp or the next yeah. thing. In, in Quantumania. Yeah. Quantumania. Quantumania. But it, it's just, yeah, it was too, this was too big to, to screw up. You can't fumble the bag like this, Marvel. So they definitely delivered. I'm so glad that they, all our speculations, everybody's, oh my God, it's Kang, it's Kang, it's Kang. You know what? It made everybody right. And now it's making everybody excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of those things where if people are pissed, if they didn't like some things, you know, or if they say something's like they're really disappointed in the whole episode, maybe there's some things you can't like. But no, they delivered, man. Like they actually delivered and we're getting a season two. So there's mm-hmm. still more Loki like they haven't disappointed in anything they've done on, on Disney Plus so far. Right. in my books. And that totally uh, lends to the the thing about Loki's. They survive. So if we're getting to season two of Loki, that means he's around for a while. So Dude, and Hiddleston, 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 when he was emotional and he cried in that scene, seeing okay. Loki cry, it was really weird for me to feel emotional for that character. But that's what is so great about the MCU. They make you feel just like Zemo. Like Z- Zemo, by the end of that series, I was like, oh, I miss Zemo. I want him for the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. He was cool. Like they made him a fun, loving guy, even though he's a murderous piece of shit. Same thing with Loki. Like I was really felt for him and was it there, got emotional. Was there a part of you, like any of you guys, when you were watching that, like it would have been so awesome. I don't know how I would have felt about the character after if he actually did. Like after he's earned every viewer's trust, still yeah. ended up being the person. And I that's what that I thought was going to happen. Randy, awesome. Randy, I <laughs> thought that was going to happen. I thought he, uh, he was going to turn in the last minute, last second and yeah. kill her. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't. Well, obviously because of season two, but, and then I was worried that it wasn't going to be King. I was worried that it was going to be Loki that we know that was going to be over there. Somehow, oh, yeah. some way running right. the show. That would have, oof, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> like King Loki kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a possibility, but whew, what a great, great season! What a great episode! Um, man, I just I can't say enough good things about it. I am so excited. What's the next Marvel MCU series? Is it other than What If? Is it Hawkeye coming out after that? I don't know. I think it might be. Yeah, I, I think we get Ant Man and the Wasp in the theaters, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking Pretty about soon, just right? um, Disney Plus. <laughs> Yeah, sometime next Spider year. Spider Man. Oh yeah, Spider Man. That's right. Oh, that's going to be such a that's going to be a good story. And by the way, people, we were talking about this in our production meetings. That, that at midnight, when that episode came out last night, there's a new cast list for No Way Home that includes Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it, m- amongst a bunch of slew of other actors uh, that you would recognize. So um, they confirmed as of last night, and they were just waiting for this thing to come out to uh, do that. So very interesting. Guys, I think that wraps up this episode. It was a fun one. We had a lot to talk about. We missed Eric, but uh, King Tom, thank you for filling in on the Star Wars stuff. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Randy, again, it's a pleasure to have you on. Anytime you want to come on, it's an open door policy. We had one of our listeners, as you know, Tracy uh, Moon sent me a message. Nice. and And he said something positive about you. I said, Randy knows that he comes on whenever he wants. <laughs> it's an open door policy for Andy. Um, and Tracy he, Moons, he, feel free. He can fill in for me anytime. Hey man, mm-hmm. you know we I should have Tracy on here one time. That'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a boy but, blue. 
You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> King Tom Chansky, where can people find you? You can find me getting corrected by Araj on Twitter yes. at Tom Chansky and then Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. It's very, very meta today. Let me tell you why that this whole thing happened. Malik wore his first Nirvana shirt today. I was so excited. Oh. I was like, it, was, it almost brought a tear to my eye. And then on my way to my mom's, I played Teen Spirit and Territorial Pissing, which is my favorite song. Uh, and he <laughs> and he said again, again after both both songs. That means he really likes it. Oh, Alex! Is cool. Oh man! I mean, I was like, I had to play Teen Spirit for him, obviously, but Territorial Pissing. Territorial Pissings. I mean, that's where he like he yeah. shows like yeah. he's a music fan. That's right. Territorial obviously. Pissing and Love Buzz. Love Buzz is my absolute favorite song uh, by them. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And when I bought I bought a bass guitar because of Les Claypool from Primus. But I couldn't play any Primus songs. It's easier obviously. to play Chris Novoselic. Oh, well, I played Love Buzz was the first song I ever learned. And I think right. the only song I ever learned on my bass guitar. Uh, but I was very proud very of nice. it. So, so correcting you on a Nirvana situation there, King Tom, it was a proud moment for me. Carlos Borgueo, the man who was laying down on a couch with his legs spread eagle. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on I Twitter. hope not here. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. <laughs> Boo, how did the move go, buddy? The move went well. As, as I've stated before, I hate moving. You tell me, buddy. Fucking hate it. But it's something that we all have to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, try to make it as simple and quick as a process as possible because there's no, there's yeah. no making it good or fixing it you're always sore after yeah you're always exhausted for a whole week after so yeah but no the move went well everything fit a i was shocked we were able to get a seven foot couch through the upstairs to the second floor that's the worst angled properly the 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 entire brown family was very very helpful i appreciate it so much so yeah no yeah we're all moved in it's really nice. So, yeah, so we're very happy. Very cool, man. Yes. Very cool. Les Gonzalez, where can people find you? Uh, if you're looking, you can find me on Twitter at lessismore 78 And if you really want to actually roll with us, you can catch me on the Sith List uh, podcast and our Sith you List roll with channel. Us. <laughs> yes, that's right. If, if you uh, want to dry scoop with us. If you want to dry scoop with Les and I, watch us on our YouTube channel. Do not ever dry scoop, gentlemen, ladies out there, please. People are like, what in the world? Dry scooping? Yeah, yeah like you, no one. Let, let, let me don't even, ex- don't even, ex- yeah. It oh, just, well, it sounds like we're go. doing drugs, Les. Well, so dry scooping is when you do pre-workout. Well, it almost feels like you're doing drugs. When you take a pre-workout and you don't dilute it with water and you just... You just inject it inject, straight into your arm. Not even. You just take a big you just scoop of it in your mouth. You, you get the belt and everything. No, you don't do that. So you, don't, so you oh, see the vein oh, and you get the oh, needle oh, and you oh. just... Not yeah. good. Yeah. Too much about that. Randy, I'm not going to tell people <laughs> where they can find you, but if you really look hard enough on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Find them. Facebook. Yahoo pages. AOL. Uh, <laughs> AOL. <laughs> Manga. Manga. Google search. Exactly. Google search. Yeah. Just find them. Yeah. Eric is not here, but you can find him at Eric Struthers on Twitter. And you can listen to his great Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators. And he really and, likes Taylor Swift. And he thinks Taylor Swift is awesome. Yes, he does. Even though they made him take down all the song, all her songs. You can find me at the Sith List. Please check us out. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing what ifs, evidently. We're still doing the bad batch, and we're going to be doing everything else in the world of pop culture, and where we're going to probably be really up and ready for the Spider-Man trailer. Let's do it. Let's do a reaction to that bad boy. 
Thank you guys again for listening. For everybody that sent voicemails, we will be putting them and playing them on next week. And when maybe you, maybe not. We'll catch you next week on episode number 259 of The Sith List. I'm, I'm wired right now because I had coffee this morning and pre-workout about two, three hours ago. I don't dry scoop because that's stupid. I fucking use it every day when I go to the gym. So I don't dry scoop. That's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, hey, bro, you dry scoop. Hey, bro, you scoop and dry? Nah. That's fucking dumb. You know those people are stupid when they're throwing powder down their throat like that. You, you've like, dry scooped before, Les. Like dry scoop pre-workout? Yeah. Absolutely not, man. Oh, not okay. at, No, no. No way. I've tried go. it before. I did it a couple months ago. It was fucking. Well, that's I was what choked. I just what asked the fuck you. you said? Yeah. I just asked you. No, but you said at work. I did it once, like a couple oh, months oh. ago, and I literally almost choked that's to death. Great. And I'm like, never oh, again. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't clarify that. Yeah. Now we're just splitting hairs. Never dry oh. scoop at work. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know, right? Who does that? <laughs> Dude, come the fuck on. I'm not a savage. <laughs>